everybody! Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Saturday, special Saturday edition. Two years in a row now. We have rolled it through the weekend for the draft because we love you. It is the daily CBS Sports NFL Podcast. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. I am joined in a bar late at night on a Friday by my two good friends. Well, work friends. Just kidding. Uh, John Breach and Ryan Wilson. For starters, guys, look, by the way. I do my best work in a bar late at night on a Friday, so I'm happy to be here. I'm happy Uh, to be here. First things first, if you want to watch coverage of the third round of the NFL draft, free coverage, great coverage, tons of people, fun coverage, us in a bar coverage, go to CBSSportsHQ.com or CBSSports.com slash live. Fire up CBS Sports app on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon, whatever device you want, and you can watch it there. Uh, we're going to break down the second and third round of the 2019 NFL Draft, hit on some winners and losers. We'll talk about the best guys available. We'll talk about my heart, my heart being broken tonight, John. Uh, we've definitely got to talk about that. I'm talking about Kelvin Harmon not being drafted. Oh, I thought you were going to say your wife finally came to her senses and dumped you. I, what? Either one of those. What was that? I said I thought you were going to say your wife finally came to her senses your and wife, dumped you. Your wife found out how much fun we had talking to bachelorette parties tonight. Well, we will talk about that, too. We went on a bachelorette party bus tonight in, in the middle of it the draft. It was for NFL draft. draft research purposes. Of course. It was all for work. It was a blast. Um, I will say that the resulting uh, Instagrams and CBS Sports social media video feeds are probably going to not help me. But you know what? You gotta do what you gotta do for work. Our cameraman's gonna be able to blackmail us for years. Years. We don't need to worry about that now. That's fine. John, let me ask you this. Uh, what would you think if you were Brinson's wife when he sends you a heads up text that some, uh, not so savory things might be coming out of the internet involving him and you dancing on a party bus with people that aren't your wives? Well, if I'm Brinson's wife, I would know Brinson as well as Brinson knows Brinson. I'd be like, that is on brand for my husband and I hate it, but what else would I expect with him going to Nashville? Well, here's the thing. My if wife's not going to listen to this podcast, and that's fine. But I'm going to tell you what I did. I sent her a, hey, how's it going text? I got no response. Oh, by the way. I got no response within 20 minutes. So it's either going very so bad you can or do whatever you want. <laughs> no, then I sent a, FYI, we're being sent out in the field to cover bachelorette parties. Laughing emoji. Okay, what, 20 minutes between the first response. How quickly did you get the second response? No response yet. Oh, she's with her boyfriend. Jesus. By the way, Ryan just took, uh, we all took a, a drink, a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> is, that, is that your first Jaeger bomb? In probably 30 years, yes. <laughs> and by the way, everyone's been grinding nonstop for the past 12 straight hours. Right. It's just been insane. The draft is insane. It's a lot of work. We've been working our tails off. Well, here, let's say, like, John didn't roll into work. He got up at noon. He didn't roll into work at 4 p.m. You and I were up at 7.15 to get coffee. Spent way too much on a breakfast burrito. I've been been to this bar for, like, seven hours. 8 a.m. And and also, if you listen to the podcast Friday, you will have noticed that I was not on it. I was on the original podcast. Brinson sends out a text that he blew it. He did something wrong. I blame it on Brinson. They had to delete the podcast. 100% my fault. You guys missed all my winners and losers. I had some great winners and losers. These were the best winners and losers, all cut from the podcast. Uh, so, but I'm here now. So, well, you know what we talked about? Probably well, making fun of me. Well, well let's get into the Yeah, we can get all the draft. Let's no, get wait, John, we did talk about Joey Badass, just so you know. All right, go ahead. Let's, 
and more red carpet stories from Ryan. Do we get um, more tonight? Ryan, who's your biggest winner from the 2019 second round or second day, day two, second day, two. Day, day two of the draft? Who is your biggest winner based on – we're doing winners and losers, not based on who's been taken so far, but based on who has been taken in this day, day two. Who would you say is another party boss? Look, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Describe the scene. This is a podcast. So, I can't see. Here's what's happening right now is that apparently Brent and I are so famous in the bachelorette world of Nashville that we're being waved at by a party bus that just drove by. That's what happens when you Incredible. go in the field to talk to bachelorette parties. It just happens all the time. Brady. So now, Wilson, with that in mind, unless you get interrupted by another bachelorette party. Thank you. All right, my big, my big winner for day two, rounds two and three, and you won't believe this, John. Hold on to your seat. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Homer. <laughs> we know what they did in round one. They got Devin Bush. They had four picks in the first three rounds. They had to trade around to get Devin Bush, so they only had three. Still not bad. Their first third-round pick, they get Deontay Johnson out of Toledo. He's like an Andy Isabella. He's like a Paris Campbell. Not a Paris Hilton. I finally got it right that time. He's like a Michael Hardman who actually got drafted in the second round. Uh, fast, small, slot, outside. And he becomes part of the team that's going to have to replace Antonio Brown. I like that pick a lot. And then they came back in the, their second third-round pick and got Justin Lane, the cornerback out of Michigan State. I had him going in, like, late first round in the last few mock drafts. I had him going to the Raiders because he's a big, physical cornerback, runs pretty well, former wide receiver. They checked oh, every yeah, box Justin in terms Lane's of their needs. And, and let me throw something, in, good. throw something in real quick on what Ryan just said about Deontay Johnson is that the Steelers have had some serious – I don't know if it's luck or if it's just incredible scouting, but when it comes to drafting, scouting, when it comes to drafting Mac players, they have just hit multiple home runs. We Who start, are you talking about? We start with Ben Roethlisberger, obviously Miami of Ohio. We can go to Antonio Brown, Central Michigan, and so now you have Deontay Johnson from Toledo. And you know, a lot of fans might say, "Hey." Small school. I don't know how I feel about that. There are other bigger names available. But with the Steelers' track record, I don't think you can argue with that pick. He can return kicks. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. When the Steelers draft a wide receiver in the third round, my immediate school is to put him in the the freaking Pro Bowl in three years. He reminds me a little bit of Manny Sanders. And and draft him in my fantasy league and crush everyone. Absolutely. Deontay Johnson is a dynasty pick because the Steelers took him. Uh, I will, I will, I will steal the next one because Pete Briscoe stole this one from me, and I don't want John Breach to steal it from me too. It's a layup, it's a freebie. The New England Patriots winners, Joe Juan Williams out of Vanderbilt, the thirteenth awesome. pick in the second round. He's awesome. Pete, the number one guy on Pete Briscoe's better than list, the captain. Then they come back in the third round. That was the thirteenth pick in the second round. Excuse me. Then they come back in the third round. Pick 14, 77 or all. Okay, Chase Winovich. I wanted was, him to go to the Steelers. Th- there was like a discussion Winovich might sneak in the first round. Three, they would have had three Michigan first-round guys. Played opposite Rashawn Taylor. Look, Rashawn Gary. Here's the thing. He's not as athletic, quote-unquote, as Rashawn Gary. No. Do you know he ran the 40 in? No. 6'5", 4.59. That's good. That's amazing. It's he, really good. He's a nonstop he's motor guy. He's more productive than Rashawn Gary. He would have to be, yes. Right, we almost have to be. And then they added in the third round, pick 24, Damian Harris, running back out of Alabama. Now, granted, he's had a lot more usage than Josh Jacobs, but he's been extremely productive. He's not going to be asked to be their bell cow because they have Sony Michelle. But if Sony Michelle gets hurt, 
They got a guy who can step in too. He can block. He can catch. And in the fall, he was the guy we were talking about as the first round pick, not Josh Jacobs. So I mean, again, great pick. Is That's that the right. last pick? Or they have another one. And then they added Yadi Kajust. I mean, what a! This is what Bill Belichick does. So add that with Inkeel Harry. I mean, they they got a sick class coming in for the Patriots. Surprise, surprise. New England might be good again. One problem year. though, their quarterback's forty two years old. He and they didn't the draft the quarterback. Who cares? Or trade for Josh Rosen. We'll get to that in a second. All, All right, right so my winner, it was going to be, because my podcast that included me last night got deleted, my winner was the Seahawks. I was going to go with them again so I could combine all my points. But I'm not going to do that because that's too easy. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Great choice. Day two. You know, here's what I love. Is did, you, that, did you steal that out of my article? No. I haven't, your article's not published yet, is it? No, but like. The, yeah, the no. Ones, I have not read your. I, you think I grabbed your computer and. Well, you that weren't would looking? Be right up your alley. I mean, you, I would do how that. How many times have you grabbed my computer and stolen my content for clicks? I mean, are, are we talking I'm... the last five months or like ever? Ever. Uh, a lot. More than I probably should. <laughs> but so, here's the thing with the Broncos. Everyone thought they were just going to, John Elway was going to take a quarterback in the first round, blow everything up. Like, why did you waste a trade on Joe Flacco if you're going to take a first round quarterback? He didn't do that. And he still gets Drew Locke. You know the best part? People were like, John Elway's going to take Drew Locke at 10. He did. Took him with the 10th pick of the second round. That's a steal. That is, and no, no, here's the best, even better, is that the Broncos' first second round pick was at 41. Everybody's like, take Drew Locke. That's what they thought. And no, it's only one pick later because they trade with the Bengals. So you pick up, uh, Dalton Rissner, offensive lineman. You always need offensive linemen. Uh, you know, Ryan Rissner, R- Dalton Rissner's a guy who's been expected to be like, Look, again, I, I had him going. If he went to the bottom of the first round, I would not have been surprised. There were so many guys who could have snuck into the first round. That's right. that none of this, like the losers today, are people who didn't take second round picks because the second round was loaded. Dalton Risner was a, a Risner was a right tackle at Kansas State. Is it Risner or Risner? Risner. He could, he might kick in the right guard. This conversation he can play center. Here's the deal, and I mentioned this on HQ. He played Mississippi State this year. He got the best of Montez Sweat, and it wasn't even really close. So he can play anywhere along the offensive line. He's versatile. He's smart. He's a good guy. I like the pick a lot, and um, I, I'm with you, John. The, the whole Drew Locke thing. Jones yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Don't forget Jeremiah Jones because look, I, you know, Ohio State is one of those college football teams that I do watch during the season. Being an Ohio guy, so I saw a lot of him. And this is you look at the Broncos' defense already loaded, but now their defensive line, Bradley. Ch- I mean. This defensive line is absolutely loaded. I'll say the one thing I'd be worried about if I'm the Broncos, you got to figure out the Chris Harris situation. Right. Chris Harris wants to trade. He wants to get paid. He's a great cornerback, can play in the slot, can play outside. He's been criminally underrated, has been criminally underpaid. Now, let me just say this you on that. You cannot let him go. You give him a blank check. Patrick Mahomes is your division. You have Phillip Rivers for probably two more years with that incredible receiving core. You give Chris Harris a blank check, and you say, dude, Here's three years of whatever you want because we have to have you to make this defense work. John Elway is definitely wearing a leather jacket for the next three months. Why? Because he's just he loves me. Oh. He loves he loves how he looks in a leather jacket. He's he's fun. he's been watching Happy Days. Is what he's, he's saying. Uh, he always wears a leather jacket at the combine. Strolls in like chest puffed out. By the way, who showed more restraint? And either of you can answer this: John Elway or or were they locked in the closet? John Elway or Daniel Snyder? Now, here's my thing is that let's... I would say Snyder, but... Let's say Snyder... Snyder has more power. ...did take over the draft, right? Like... He crushed it. 
No, no, exactly. Then the Redskins have their best draft in 20 years, and now every year Snyder's going to be like, guys, I'm running the draft. You he's Get, on, get the hell full, out of the war room. Full Jerry. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the thing. What if Snyder's just been making dumb decisions for the last 20 years, and he's been playing the long game? And he's like, that 2019 draft, when he bought the team in 1998, What if I'm going to hit a home run in 2019. What if he's refusing to change the racist nickname as a long con I, for the 2019 NFL draft? I wouldn't put it past either. nicely with the podcast that was deleted. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. How dare you, sir? Uh, I, would <laughs> like to, I, would like, <laughs> I would like to point out. Uh, I'm going to go to Wikipedia and point out some good yeah, points here. Let's relive that. Ryan, what do you, what do you call uh, when you go to Wikipedia and you research guys? What do you call him? Next question. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who's crushing this draft in a big way. The biggest winner. I, I, what are you going to say? I'm not taking your team. No. I. I what are you going to Go ahead. Chris Ballard and okay. the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Were we supposed to have more than one winner? I didn't come prepared. I think the important thing is to just touch no, on. No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you can have, I, losers is hard to come by. That's yeah, true. Go you ahead. Go with Ballard. So, Chris Ballard trades out of the first round, gets a 2020 pick from the Redskins so they can come up and get Montez Sweat. So he didn't get any kind of extra second-round pick this year from the Redskins, but now he has another one next year. He doesn't have a first-round pick. Quickly, have you guys watched the Twitter, Twitter.com, Colts feed of their behind-the-scenes draft prep? No. Go watch. It's like four uh, episodes. Uh, Chris Ballard is crushing it. Go ahead. No, Chris Ballard is awesome at his job. He gets Rocky Asin with the 34th pick, the second pick of the second round. That's the, that's the pick they got from the Jets last year for the Sam Darnold trade. Rocky Asin, everybody agreed, was one of the top three corners in the in this draft. Huge win there. Then the 17th pick of the second round, Ben Banagu out of Texas Christian, TCU. Banagu. What? Banagu. Banagu. I can't pronounce anybody's name. This is not a starting edge guy. but he's, I, I can tell you, I talked to him in the Senior Bowl. And he said teams wanted him to play inside during the Senior Bowl week, but he's an outside guy. I talked to a scout who said he is uh, controversial because he is so incredibly athletic, but he's like you said, he's raw. So we'll see where he goes, but, but you, that's but okay. you signed Justin Houston, you don't have to play him right now. You can put him in a rotational spot. And he played opposite LJ Collier, the guy who won the first round and last year. remember, last year, second round pick, people were like, like, people killed Chris Ballard for taking Darius Leonard. It was like, you can't take a linebacker out of South Carolina State. Let's circle back to that as you go through the list. Paris Campbell, wide receiver out of Ohio State, number 27 in the second round, 59th overall. What a hijacking. 4-3-1-40. Paris Campbell, Eric Ebron, T.Y. Hilton, and Devin Funches with Andrew Luck passing. Devin Funches is a left tackle, by the way. Go ahead. That's fine. That's two tight, end, two tight ends. Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton is a disaster for teams. And then Bobby Okariki. You got it. Nice. So you mentioned Darius uh, Leonard being crushed last year's draft pick. I crushed Bobby Okariki when they got him. Third round's fine. Long arms. He's extremely athletic, but he runs around blocks. He makes a lot of bad decisions. But again, you have Darius Leonard. You don't have to rush him out there. Exactly. And then he's an athlete. And I think we would be remiss if we did not give a shout out to Pat McAfee for making the announcement on the Bobby Okariki pick. Uh, he went out there. He strutted out there full Vince McMahon style, full WWE style. Uh, he made fun of the Titans to start off with. He said, Titans fans, I was the former punter for the Colts, so you probably don't know who I am because when I played you, I never Utah, punted. Give it two. Yeah. So, and, and so, 
it was a hilarious joke because the Colts went 15 and one in the eight years McAfee played against no, I was the Titans. For a second beer. 15 and one is insane. Uh, and then he made fun of orangutan. You make fun of a zoo animal, that's automatically funny, no matter what. Call out his own team for not I, inviting I the orangutan's family. Bill. The so. only thing is, Breach saw my tweet and saw me talking about it and no, stole no. it for content. No, that's here's fine, the thing. John, that's fine. Here's the thing is that he <laughs> called out the Colts after making fun of the Titans. He said, "Look." Me, Joe Wright, and Robert Mathis all retired after the 2016 season. Wright and Mathis got invited back to announce draft picks in 2017, and McAfee didn't. So he sounded a little bitter about that one. I want Pat McAfee. Quick story about Pat McAfee. I did not see him on the red carpet. Does it involve him being drunk and uh, passing out a fountain? But I wrote a story. Pat McAfee and I are friends. Of course. So I can't talk about the fountain arrest. Is that? So I wrote. You know, I've passed out a fountain before, so I'm not going to sit here and judge. I wouldn't say we're friends. I wrote a story about Pat McAfee back in September. Um, and McAfee's he, been on this podcast before. And he said some not-so-nice things about a former employee of that organization. Brian Grigson. I can neither confirm nor deny. I got a call from one of the former employee's agents who ripped me a new butthole. Ah. Thank this is you. inside info. Super Dane with the beer delivery. This is inside Thank info. You, sir. <laughs> wait, wait. Brian Grigson's agent ripped you a new a-hole? I don't know who it was. I can't say. It was a former employee. They did not like Ryan Grixon. I read about Ryan Grixon saying some things that were not so nice about him, and we had a conversation about why that story was written. I was like, look, man, I'm not Ryan Grixon. I just write the news. But it Wait, was, Did you rip Ryan Grixon? No, no, I just report. I don't know who I was writing. I don't know if it was Wait, Ryan Grixon was the or story? not. I'm confused. Pat McAfee made some comments about because, you know, he left on bad terms. He blasted Grixon. So he made some comments. I, can, I can't tell you who they are. That's fine. You, no, you wrote about the comments. Right. He went on a radio show and ripped the Colts. Yeah. I got a call about the... From the, the Colts. Uh, from a source close to the Colts, let's say it that way. <laughs> and they weren't happy that we were publishing Ryan Grigson's comments. I was like, look, yeah, man... McAfee's I, comments or Grigson's comments? I'm sorry, yeah. Um, Ryan, uh, McAfee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They don't like that McAfee's a loose cannon. I love That's that That's exactly what it was. Cannon. But I, I, I didn't take it personally. I thought it was funny, but just to sort of tie into that story. Yeah, you can't do anything personally in this business. And, uh, by the way, it was not Joey Badass. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Is it possible that both the Arizona Cardinals oh, and Miami my Dolphins thunder. are winners? I was going to say, my winner, and I begrudgingly, I thought you were going to say this before you, you said the Colts. Day two, the Cardinals crushed it. They crushed you it. said that. I didn't believe you. I rechecked. So they got Byron Murphy at the top. He's my number one cornerback. He ran a four five five, but he's you watch him play. He's awesome. Him and Patrick Peterson is a good combination. And also, and Patrick look, Peterson's going to be there. Byron Murphy. When you're a cornerback in the Pac twelve, or they throw literally every other play, if you're coming out as one of the top rated cornerbacks from that conference, you're a good cornerback. So that. It, it, you know, I don't know everything Wilson knows. I don't have my cornerback knowledge of college prospects. You're right, though. He's good. But that does seem like a great pick at the top of the second round. I said before the start of the day, I said Andy Isabella is going in round two. He went in round two at the bottom. He's been my favorite player since January of the Combine. He is actually shorter than John Breach, 5'8", 185. Perfect fit for an air raid system. Here's the thing. He you is. look You look at him, you say, oh, he's Julian Edelman because he's white and short. He plays outside. He ran a 4-3 and change. He beat Derwin, uh, Denzel Ward. How did the Patriots whiff on this guy? Right. Seems like perfect. Exactly. They had to get a legitimate wide receiver in there. He can play outside Christian and Christian Kirk you. is good, too. Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella is a nice combo. Larry Fitzgerald's right. old. He'll still get some stuff done. But this, Andy, look, listen how fast Andy Isabella is. He beat Denzel Ward in the 100 in a track meet in high school. He was the national champion in the 100 
in high school five or six years ago. And then they got Zach Allen in the third round, line, uh, defensive end out of Boston College. You know the, the best play of Zach Allen's career? Interception against Ryan Finley. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because he's won, not, State won that game, though, right? Yeah, he's not a nimble guy. He's a guy that sets the edge. He's not a pass rusher. But he, Pete said this today. He'll he's play seven good, or eight he's years. He's a good fit for what they have on defense right now. That's right, 3-4. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this. If you take the, the uh, Cardinals draft in a vacuum and ignore the fact that they took – They were starting to franchise today. If they, they did, let's pretend they didn't take Josh Rosen last year. This is a really good draft. By the way, John, let me ask this about Josh Rosen. I was watching before day two started. Uh, NFL Network was interviewing Steve Kime. And they, it was the introductory press, press conference for uh, Kyler Murray. And Steve Weish asked Steve Kime afterwards in one-on-one – so what's the plan with Josh Rosen? And he gave all the cliche answers you would expect. Why would they treat Josh Rosen like that? Why wouldn't they tell him two months ago this is our plan and try to move him? Why treat him like dog doo-doo? Well, I'll say that they didn't want this all to leak because Josh Rosen, I would say, is a loose cannon. Like Why? He's, the dude, he's a typical millennial. I'm like this, too. He unfollowed the Cardinals on Instagram. Like, people are petty. Josh Rosen's pe- I'm petty. Josh Rosen's petty. But who's pettier? Petty. Josh Rosen or the Cardinals? Uh... Josh Rosen, definitely. I, I agree. Look, I sided with Josh Rosen. I think the Char- Cardinals have treated him horribly. This came up in all our bachelor at party conversations. If they like doo doo though, if their fiancés treated him like the Cardinals treated Josh Rosen, so let me just say this: that I sided with Josh Rosen on everything, but I do think the Cardinals made the right move because if you leak the information to Rosen that you're going to move on or draft Kyler Murray, that might make him mad. Like you just drafted me last year, already going to move on. And then if he tells one person, two people, then it gets out. So I think they made the right decision in not telling Rosen, even though I don't agree with how they handled shit. How can you have any confidence as a Cardinals player that you're not going to get treated like that? We told, we asked B-Mac about that on the pregame show. I agree. I think one of the problems that I look at this and their process here was a disaster. They yeah. draft, they traded up to draft Josh Rosen. It, it flamed out. They bailed on Josh Rosen and took Kyler Murray. And then they got bailed out a little bit by Miami being willing to give up what we thought was a 48th overall pick. Miami instead trades out of 48, ends up giving up 62 and a 2025th round pick. I like, I like that Miami called the bluff of the Cardinals. It was like, we're not giving you 48. We're going to give you a little bit less value. We're trading down. F you. F you. Like you have no way. leverage. But. Good on the Cardinals for getting a second-round pick for Josh Rosen. No, the Cardinals gave a second-round pick for the best quarterback in this draft class. No, the, the Dolphins did. Dolphins, sorry. Right. No, no, no. The Dolphins won today. They got Josh Rosen for the 62nd overall pick. That's a steal. But, but the, let me ask you this. But and, we, and John, we thought the Cardinals might have to take a 100-plus like pick back. 100 what? Like We thought it might be like in the third round, 100-plus. Oh, yes. But John sort of alluded to this. I think the Cardinals, I mean, the Dolphins got the best quarterback in this class. But, Brinson, what about the concerns that he's a loose cannon? Josh Rosen? Does that outweigh the fact that he might be the best quarterback? Is he a loose cannon? He's moody. No, he has personality. He posts like, it on Instagram. I like that. Per- I, I don't think loose cannon is also, maybe fair. I like that the Cardinals I'm a general manager. You know, why? you know why I follow the Cardinals on Instagram? Because they wouldn't stop posting about Kyler Murray. They fired him. I like, when my boss, that. when I get fired by CBS, guess what I'm doing? Peace. If I'm following Brinson. If I break up with my girlfriend and all she's posting is new pictures of her new boyfriend, somebody, I'm not following somebody her. Somebody that we worked with at Fan House, when he got fired from Fan House and he and left and went elsewhere, 
He unfollowed. He unfollowed everybody from Fan House. I am trying to actively get fired so I can unfollow Brinson. And I was, <laughs> thank you. I don't blame you. And I was like, at first I was so insulted, but now I get it. Like, look, I hope no one hears this. By the way, Brinson's now whispering because our bosses are literally ten feet behind no, his no, leg. I'm, I'm, I'm jokingly whispering. I'm going to unfollow everybody I follow from CBS if I get fired from CBS. Now, Breach, Ryan. You're going to follow me? No, I'm still following you. I, like, I tweet 12 times a year, so that's on you. And I don't oh, I tweet about work only like 50% of the time. I'm not really unfollowing you. We're, just, we're friends. So we're not concerned that his attitude could be an issue in Miami. I didn't think it was an attitude last year. He never said Here's anything. the beauty of that Josh Rosen trade. You trade a 60-second overall pick for him. There's no expectations. You don't have to be the right. franchise savior. If you come in and play well The Cardinals year, look like the idiots because right. they gave yes. up their first-round right. pick. You just took on some sloppy seconds. And let yeah. me just throw out real quick before you finish this that the Cardinals – Traded up from 15 to 10 last year yeah. and gave, gave, up, round pick. gave up a 79th overall pick, which they barely got back with that 62nd. And then they also gave up a fifth round pick. So the Cardinals it's just look, if Josh Rosen Cup. leads the Dolphins to a Super Bowl or the playoffs before the Cardinals, it's Steve Kime it's should happening. be fired on the spot. By the way, uh, this whole tank for two thing we can now throw in the, in the crapper because it's not happening. Brian Flores is trying to win. Well, I don't think you need a tank for Tua. What you do is you roll Josh Rosen out there. And You're if, telling me in 12 months we could be having a similar conversation about Josh Rosen? No, I'm saying if you if Josh Rosen looks good, then you can delay. Look, here's what I told VMAC. Sometimes NFL teams accidentally win five or six games. It happens a lot. It does. If you win five or six look games. Look at the car. Uh, look at the Bengals. Exactly. That's not funny. They were good. Let's say you let's say you accidentally win six games, like Brian. Then you find out that Brian Flores is a good coach, Rosen's probably a good quarterback, and you can take another year to evaluate whether you want to pay Rosen to be a good quarterback because he's going to be on the you – know, his rookie deal is not lasting. And, and let me just say that you guys both calling the Cardinals winners, I could not put the Cardinals on any winners list due to the fact they trade away a first-round pick. Yeah. Just today. Just yeah, today. and today that's what they did, Brenton. Did you not just follow yesterday. what happened? <laughs> John Breach and Pete Pierce going to the Day two page. of the draft. Rosen got traded, not day one. So it happened today. Friday. It happened Friday. So Josh, Ro- Josh Rosen trade involved but the They picks. didn't trade. But it happened for a draft pick. And they I'm got saying, a pick back. Yeah. A but draft pick, a horrible year. pick. 62nd overall pick for it. Yeah, it, when they gave up two picks. Plus, they didn't give up a 10th pick this time, John. No, but last year he said fine, they. Fine, fine, fine. I'm John, if John wants to do a 2018 day three losers list to, tomorrow, you can put the Cardinals I got a question. John, why is he so hostile towards you? Did you guys have a bad experience on the party bus? I can't. I got him blackmailed for like the next three it's years. It's probably so. the shots on the bachelorette <laughs> party thing. It is. They force it down. It's just, I could never hang with a bachelor. I don't know how bachelorettes do this. Now you know why they're so angry on the first night of the draft. That, there were I mean, moms on that The moms bus. were just, uh, I don't even want to talk about it. We will talk about it when we end this, but I don't want to talk about it right now. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot 
Carter Finley. Shout out, Carter Finley. Or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip. Maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid. wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. All right, let's talk about some losers, Ryan. Who's a loser? Yep, my man DK Metcalf. He was my number one wide receiver. Didn't I go in the first round? John, I don't know if you have it in front of you. I don't know how many wide receivers went in front of him, but it was a doo-doo ton. He went, it was the very last pick in the second round. Went to Seattle. The funny thing is, our guy Jamie Eisenberg during the ultimate mock draft show, uh, that, uh, went a week before the draft had him going to, to Seattle in the first round. Of That's course. right. But he goes in the second round. The good news is I have Tyler Lockett. I think Doug Baldwin's done. He's on his last legs. Russell Wilson's a great deep ball thrower, but they're going to be a run first offense, but he will stretch the field in much the same way that Marquise Hollywood eight Brown. Eight wide receivers. Eight wide so receivers. So the ninth one taken. Marquise Brown. No, he's not. Inkeel Harry. <laughs> Debo <laughs> Samuel. A.J. Brown. McCole so Hardman. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Wow. Paris Campbell. Andy Isabella. D.K. Metcalf. So if I said to you yesterday, the first day of the draft at noon, that Andy Isabella will be drafted before D.K. Metcalf, how many times would you punch me in the face? I would have called the cops. And and Brinson would do that. So I, I think oh, I'm, I'm, a probably, I'm a I'm headbutt a guy. I probably would have headbutted you. So that's what happened. He went to Seattle, which I think is actually a good fit. And I some, was going to say, that made me feel like the Seahawks were winners because I talked about earlier how it was going to go. That was too easy to call the Seahawks winners two nights in a row for me. But, but if he's a, if DK Metcalf's a loser for dropping, then the Seahawks are a winner yeah. for basically getting a steal. I don't know if you've seen it yet, John. You can steal it for content tomorrow. But the Seahawks, Pete Carroll called DK Metcalf and was like, hey, man, look. I get it. This sucks. It sucks that you dropped like this. Don't worry. Like, he was a father figure towards him. It was pretty cool. Uh, that's classic Seahawks. Yeah. Pete Carroll caught up Richard Sherman. They get those guys that play with a chip on their shoulder. Their defense murders everyone. They go to two straight Super Bowls. That whole entire defense was all, they all got drafted late, here's, and now it's way, on offense. Here's Pete Prisco's grade for DK Metcalf at 64th overall, which frankly is a steal. He looks like Julio Jones, but he doesn't play like Julio Jones. Where's the productivity for a guy with that kind of physical traits? He can run. He's big. He's strong. He's powerful. He doesn't put, a, put up a lot of numbers. Why? Because he has no wiggle. Wiggle. Yeah, I heard the wiggle comment. He does have wiggle. I told Pete that. He does have wiggle. He's not running crossing routes because that's, that's not what he does. But you have I can't believe. Sorry, go ahead. No, you have Tyler, Rock, uh, Tyler Rocket. That's his nickname. Tyler Rocket, Rocket running nine routes on one side. DK on the other side. That opens things up. That makes things easier for the running game for Rashad Penny, who was the not a great pick last year. We can all admit that. I'll, I'll tell you two losers. Kelvin Harmon and Akeem oh. Butler. How yeah. is Akeem Butler, how are those two guys on the board after the third round? Two guys at various points in the last 33 mock drafts I had going in the first round. The, the, here's the deal with Kelvin Harmon. They don't think he's fast enough. You've seen him play more than I have. 
He feels like to me he's playing fast enough in terms of getting separation. Akeem, Akeem, I think Kelvin Harmon's probably freaking out right now. He's what? Freaking out right now. My buddy from North Carolina, I've known him since uh, ninth grade, texted me, NC State guy. He goes, Kelvin Harmon's going to the third round, isn't he? He said, he said me that before the uh, beginning of the third round. No, he's not, it turns out. He will be going. <laughs> he's going to the fourth, fourth round. Fourth round, best case. Uh, Akeem Butler caught like. 53% of the passes thrown his way. Drops are the issue with him. He's 6'5". He reminds some people of Plexico Burst, but faster. He ran a 4-4 four, four and change, I believe. I thought the Steelers might target him late in the first round, depending on how the board fell. He's still there. So the issues with NFL teams are that he is not consistent in terms of catching down the field. I do think that the depth of the wide receiver position has changed stuff just in terms of, like, where these guys are going. Look, just like Kyler Murray is now a commodity, like Baker Mayfield is a commodity, these short wide receivers are going up. McCole Hardman, no Paris Campbell. Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. McCole Hardman pick real quick. If you're a Chiefs fan, I mean, that is. What uh, does that say to you? Hey, maybe uh, Tyree Kill isn't going to be much Brown. longer. Because you're not wasting a second-round pick on a wide receiver if you're the Chiefs, if you have the best wide receiver in the NFL, unless that best wide receiver is maybe not going to be on the team. I think we'll be – I think – if I were setting the odds that Tyreek Hill is on the Chiefs to start the 2019 season, I would say minus 400. He is not active on the roster. If you gave me the over-under of next week, I would take the under. All right, let me ask you this. Over-under on games played next year, too. For Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Under. I'll take the under. Whoa. All right. Hey, by the way, two more I got word- no time for this, dude. Like Two more words for you. McCole Hardman. No, I'm not kidding. Like, this is the stuff that's come out that's it's been horrible. reported. If you're, I mean, if you're a human being, it's bad. If you're a father or a parent, it is tough to stomach, Ryan. I mean, right? And the issues coming in when they drafted him was exactly this. I do, I I don't want to get on the Browns radar again here. I do worry a little bit. The what? So, I mean, John Dorsey drafted Tyreek Hill. He drafted Kareem Hunt. He didn't trade for Frank Clark. But he's shown a willingness to sort of. Here's be the thing, though, and, and he signed, position. he resigned Tyreek or uh, Kareem Hunt. But here's the thing: seven, ten, twenty years ago, that audio doesn't come out. The Kareem Kareem Hunt video does not come out. We've had bad actors forever, but you can no hide one it better. Gave one and, and crap until that audio came out. Here's the other thing: is that John Dorsey, and this is going to sound absolutely horrible. I don't even want to say it, but he can go to the owner. Of a team and say like, are are you looking for me to draft the best talent? Because I have a great eye for talent. Or do you want me to worry about this other stuff? Because he could say, I'm, I don't even pay attention to that. I'm just getting the best talent. And, and we can't argue that Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill, as far as on the field, were both home runs. There was a weird and discussion. And I think it's horrible. And neither of those guys should have jobs right now. And and Kareem Hunt suspended eight games. But Dorsey has found talent. So and that's what Chiefs fans, that's what Browns fans will say. But Travis Kelsey didn't have any sort of domestic issues, but. He had issues coming out, like off-field issues coming into the draft. I mean, they, they've been willing to push the envelope, and it's resulted in success on the field. This Tyreek Hill thing, though, like, man, it compromises a lot of morals to even consider having him. My God, Dane. Dane, our producer, Dane, is crushing it tonight. Dane Clevin, our superstar producer. Thank you, Dane. Who put this podcast together for us. I'm going to say what he's he just delivered. He's beer. He's the MVP. Delivered a Coors a Light. Day. And I would like everyone to know that I was at the Coors Light factory in Golden, Colorado the weekend before the draft. Humble brag. Shout out to Golden, Colorado. Everyone I there was friendly. I had a Coors friendly. Light hat in my HQ shots. 
My favorite beer. Uh, by the way, day two winner, Dan Clavin. Dan Clavin. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're going to tough transition out of from Tyreek Hill to Coors Light, but we're going to move on. To the that was a good podcast. one. That was a good one. Um, in all seriousness, that is a we need to we need to get a good resolution from the NFL on that one. Please. Well, I, I think it's the Chiefs have spoken about what they're going to do. I agree with McCall Harmon. Uh, any other losers from the first round? Second round. I'll be honest, and I'm not even joking, and I feel bad to say this right next to John. The Bengals was a curious day, too. I knew we were going to say that. I already. So let me just say, the Steelers are the winners, and the Bengals are the losers. Underrated slap, double slap in the face by Ryan, though. Check the name. What, what school did the Bengals draft from? Their third pick. N.C. State. You slap it. You slap breach in the slap, face. Slap us both in the face. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Pratt. So let me not, ask. He's not a modern. All right, here's what I'm going to say, and this is what I told Wilson earlier. Look, I, I and I even told you on the podcast. I'm about 60 prospects deep, where I could, I know what's going on. I can, I, I've watched these guys play. Would you and, say your sample size is small? Uh, I don't know. Out of two, I, I definitely don't have. Uh, I mean, Belichick only has 150 guys in their draft board in New England. 75. 75. So I don't feel. Yeah, you only need to pick a good. That's the number. I feel like what a Belichick. school did you? I'm Drew the Belichick Sam- of the podcast. What school did Drew Sample play at? Don't look. <laughs> That's unfair. I'm blanking out. Hold on. Pac-12. You don't know who it is. Pac-12. I don't even want to guess, but it sounds foolish. Just guessing back to school. I know it's not Oregon. I know There's it's not Cal. I can literally eliminate teams yeah, all day. It's not Washington. It's not Washington. No, you had it, Washington. Washington? Why would you let him tell him that? All right. He didn't know. Like he said, he wasn't paying. He should be like Stanford. Let him finish his thought on Here's why. the thing with the Bengals, and here's why I don't think they're a loser, because I didn't want them to draft a quarterback. That's giving up on the season. They had three big needs. Offensive line, linebacker, tight end, and they went after him. That's Zach Taylor saying, I want to win right now. This team went to the playoffs five out of the last seven seasons, or five of the past eight, or whatever it is. And so you know you've got, you can win with this team. And so you draft the positions you needed. I don't hate it. I don't see how that's So a let loser. me say this about Drew Sample. How's that a loser? Jermaine Pratt is a good pick. Jermaine Pratt. Pratt's a very good pick. Here's the thing about Drew Sample. Uh, in terms of where I thought, I thought he would go no higher than third round. Only because he wasn't used a lot. He's a great blocker, Washington. When he went on pass, uh, pass routes, he was actually pretty good, but it was so few and far between. He did not drop a Washington, pass. Washington's offense sucks. He did not drop a pass last season, John. Jake Browning was terrible last season. That's, that's a good thing. He ran a 4-7. He could be a guy that is better in the pros than he is in college. Zach Taylor will have a chance to exploit that. And, and, and we know that Andy Dalton likes that. Let me say this, too, I would, about I would, Zach Taylor. I, I, would, I would say, John... The Bengals draft as a whole has been good. Jermaine Pratt is a downhill thumper, old school linebacker, not necessarily great in coverage, but he can play. He's in like Montez Burfick in terms of not being little, great coverage. Little stiff. They'll get the. If they had Paul Gunther and Marvin Lewis there, I would actually feel confident they'll get the most out of him. I don't know what they're going to do with the new defense, but I think Jermaine Pratt is going to be an impact day one player because you can put him in the position, he well, can run downhill him. and tackle people. And I'm going to say something real quick on the Bengals draft is that. There are a lot of Bengals fans who wanted to see a quarterback drafted. And here's my thing on that is that Zach Taylor was just with the Rams. He just got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. I would take Andy Dalton over Jared Goff. I, I, I think they're – Wait, wait, wait. Back that up. That's what? like a – that's you're burying the lead there. Yeah. Say I that again slowly. I am saying – Did you just give Zach Taylor – Credit for taking the Rams to the Super Bowl, and no. then say I take Jared Goff. I take Andy Dalton over Jared. He's Goff? the quarterback coach. He knows Goff's talent. He knows Dalton's talent, and I think hey, they're not too. We need a uh, drug test over here. 
You think you think Reed says he would take Jared Goff or take Andy? You wouldn't take. Are you telling me you think Jared Goff is head and shoulders better than Andy Dalton? Where would you rank them? Um, I would rank them. 14 and 17. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're close. Jared and what Goff I'm saying. No, but no, 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 he's not. Stop it. No, listen. I'm yes. saying is that Taylor just watched the team quarterback by Jared Goff. He's been a quarterback Bowl. for 10 years. And he's got. The red rifle has proven that he red only rifle. has a small. His ceiling is very low. No, but here. So golf. If Lowe is going to the playoffs five straight times. Yeah. How many playoff games has Andy Dalton no. won? Brenton, you don't know Andy Dalton's ceiling because he played for a defensive coach in a vanilla offense. I'm saying in Zach Taylor's offense, Andy Dalton of may throw for 5,000 yards next year. Not that, but. Is Goff more of a product of his coaching or what? Oh, absolutely. And so if Dalton, who has had horrible offensive coaching. This is. No, I said there, that's not what I said. Brent is now turning this, the that's whole bar said. against me. Said, I would at any second no, take any dog I over said, Jared Goff. Here's what I said. Zach Taylor. Because I can guarantee you he's not a Red Rifle fan. Zach Taylor saw Jared Goff take the Rams to the Super Bowl. And so he knows it's a possibility with a quarterback like Andy Dalton because they're not too dissimilar. I'm not saying that. Dalton is way better than Goff, or Goff is way better than Dalton. I'm saying if you get to the Super Bowl with Goff, you could get to the Super Bowl with Dalton. Let me let me say this, and actually I'm going to defend Brady. Are you going to go down to Broadway with this? No. Yes, you are. Zero percent chance. Listen, I did a Jaeger bomb. That, that's six to me. Here's the deal. I'm going to isolate that head on here. And the sad part is I, I drink the, the, bomb, the less out of all of us, and I'm still defending Andy Dalton. But here's the thing. Brinson, defend this, though. Before before Sean McDermott, not Sean McDermott, before uh, – Tight pants Magoo there. What's his name? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. My boy from Miami of Ohio. That's right. Got to L.A. No one was bragging on Jared Goff. 2015 season for Andy Dalton was legit one of the MVP best. MVP candidates. Early on, the first eight games, he's an no. MVP candidate. He might have won it if he didn't get injured. There's because no he, Because he threw an interception. He was top three going into December. Who else was in but, there? But that's the thing. 2015. Cam. And Carson Bobber. He had no chance. But 2015, Andy Dalton, compared to Jared Goff, I'm taking that Andy Dalton. But that's the problem. You have to find that Andy Dalton. Dude, Jared Goff is... And he has an offensive call. Okay, all right. This is all the We're not spending the entire podcast talking right. Jared Goff versus Andy Dalton. This is like a Sean Wagner McGuff I'm going to have to tweet this out. Um, quick question on the Carolina Panthers. They took Greg Little and traded up to number 37, fifth pick overall in the second round. They believe they had a first round. So they have gotten three guys they had a first round grade on. They had a first round grade on Brian Burns, a first round grade on Greg Little, and a first round grade on Will Greer. Ugh. I, I'm just telling you they, they had first round grades on them. Will Greer is not a first round pick. They had a first round grade on Will Greer. Do you think that giving up the 79th overall pick to move up and get Greg Little and then taking Will Greer is a good second day for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, because there have been conversations about them taking a quarterback. And also, we have no idea if Cam's healthy. I was sort of wondering if they would take uh, Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. He's 6'7". He can throw the ball 400 miles in the air. Too much of a project. Ex- extremely raw, but he is more like Cam Newton than Will Greer. Will Greer's arm strength is a huge issue. He's 6'2". He makes some really dumb decisions sometimes in the pocket. So those are questions. But, again, he is a backup, and he's a sort of pull-in-case-of-emergency type quarterback. Insurance policy. That's exactly what it is. 
Um, Prisco loved Greg Little. I loved him a little less. Super athletic, but he does, his footwork needs he needs to get better as a in terms of footwork and, and being more consistent. But look, they, I was surprised he didn't take Cody Ford there. I don't know why Cody Ford fell. I'm interested to find out. But I, look, they had a huge need there, so I understand getting Little. I have no issue with it. I have no issue with Brian Burns, who I liked a lot. Um, all right, we're at the portion of the program where you tell us, Ryan Wilson, who the best available prospects for day three of the NFL draft, which will start. I which believe, NC State player do you want to start with? <laughs> Kelvin Harmon and Ryan Finley, number one and number two. Um, I, I so we're gonna have to be here at ten o'clock central, right? Yeah. And our show starts at 10.30 Central. CBSSportsHQ.com. That's right. And then the draft starts at 11 Central. 12 And we'll noon. have full coverage. Eastern. A 30-minute preview show, out, like multiple hours, an hour after the draft ends. Check that out on CBS Sports HQ. Ryan Wilson, who are your top available prospects? I'll start with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety out of Florida. And I mentioned him because I had him going in the first or second round for, for the longest time last month leading up to the draft. And I mention that because the Super Bowl, I talked to probably 30 players who were currently on NFL rosters and asked them when they were going through the draft process, if they looked at mock drafts. Out of 30 players, percentage-wise, how many do you think looked at mock drafts? 90%. Breach. 40. 99%. Uh, they all look at it. I, I, they all I look at it. I right. for Kelvin Harmon because I had him in the first round. Kelvin Harmon, but I mentioned that because Chauncey Gardner-Johnson presumably was looking at these mock drafts. Because you're curious. You want to know what people are saying about you. He said, oh, my God, I'm going to be a first-round pick, second-round pick. His agent may have been telling him that. He isn't going to be no better than a fourth-round pick. I lo- Look, he didn't tackle anyone in 2017. Did a much better job in 2018. That may have scared teams off. He can play safety. He can play in the slot and cover guys. He runs really well. He hits hard. So I'm interested to see what happens with him. Ryan Finley and, and uh, Kelvin Harmon, we mentioned from NC State, those guys. Ryan probably- Finley is not great. It depends. If he went to the Patriots in the third round, I would be like, okay, I see that. He sucks against good defenses. That that's true. But the, the and, two guys, the two guys that stand out to me, Mac Wilson and Deontay Thompson, and that's who Prisco mentioned uh, on HQ they today. Are old school Bama line, like Mac Wilson linebacker, Deontay Thompson a safety, but they're downhill thumpers. They're not modern guys. Mac Wilson, um, for the longest time, was the third best cor- uh, linebacker in this group after the Devons. Yeah, uh, but here's the deal. He didn't play. He didn't have a great season. He's super athletic. I, I talked to a scout that said, "Listen, he doesn't have very much experience. He's going to get better, but no teams are willing to take risks on him." A lot of linebackers, and this is a very shallow linebacker class, went ahead of him. So that's some indication where NFL teams are. So we'll see with that. Deontay Thompson had a wrist injury. Never ran during the preseason, uh, the pre-draft workout. So we don't know how fast he is. Had a not a great end to this season. Started strong. Clemson abused him. Uh, if we're being honest. So the question is about his deep speed. He's a tall guy. We'll see what happens there. But, right, Alabama guys. Here's the thing. More Clemson guys, as Debo Sweeney told me, the red carpet, John, are going to get drafted than Alabama guys. I mean, three Clemson guys in the first round. Four in, four by the first 40 picks. But he said 10, so he has six to go over the next three days, uh, the next three rounds. And, and, and Nick Saban's got these guys sitting out waiting to get drafted. Akeem Butler, Iowa State, is an explosive athlete. Yeah, 6'5", Plexico Burst type, 4'4 four, four speed. I'm looking through the list here. Riley Ridley, Calvin Ridley's brother. Huge hands, as I told Brinson earlier. Russell Wilson hands. Russell Wilson hands. Ran a 4'5 and changed, and that's a concern there. They ran the ball a lot of Georgia, so you don't know how good is he going to really be. 
What about Charles Aminahue? Charles Aminahue, the senior bowl, told me I'm a bigger version of Chandler Jones. <laughs> and I thought he would be a second or third round pick. He's a monster. I'm sort of surprised he's fallen this far. I do think, Ryan, that part of the part of the issue with these guys is not so much that they're not good or there's something wrong with them. This is a deep draft right. class. No, like, that's right. It's not necessarily the, sexy, quote unquote, but that position. Right, is the top end deep. was not good, but everything else is. I mean, like this is just a deep draft class, and so you had guys going. I mean, look, you had guys going late in the third round who were like ballers. I mean, like, right? No one thought Andy Isabella, but me, by the way, was going to go in round two. So guys get pushed <laughs> up, guys get pushed down. A name I want to mention also: Penn State uh, cornerback who was getting some first round consideration for a while. Didn't have a great Senior Bowl. Amani Oruerie out of Penn State. Big corner. Pre-draft process wasn't great to him, so he slipped a little bit. I think there are concerns about his ability to... I mean, there's a lot of guys in this late third round, just looking at it like Miles Boykin. Yep, he's a project, but he's Yeah, athletic. for sure, but like Will Greer, Yadni Kajus, who at some point in this process got first-round bucks. Jalen Ferguson with the Ravens. First, he got first-round yeah, props. Um, a name to watch, by the way. And they had a lot of safeties gone off the board. Amani Hooker at Iowa is awesome. He is he can pop you in the run game. He's a ball hawk in the back end. Not elite speed, but he had a really good season, and he's going to help a team. Justice Hill, I don't know if you guys watch any Oklahoma State football. 200 pounds, super shifty, a little bit like Devin Singletary. Uh, he's not going to block anybody in, in, on third downs, but he's a good guy that could go fourth. Breach, who's your number one prospect for twenty for the third for the fourth round? Uh, that would be Cole Tracy, the kicker out of LSU. Nice. <laughs> I wanted to segue real quick to specialist because I Let's do think. Let's get out of here. We're done. Let's be done. Well, all right. Well, well give me 30 seconds. Deal. We all, we saw Roberto Aguayo. You can have a swimmy hot milk take. Grilled. Well, we also have the bachelorette party story. I think we, we gotta spend at least two minutes on that. I thought we talked about it at the beginning. I mean, not really. He wants to get downtown. All right. I gotta so, pee. So here's the deal. Uh, so there's plenty of teams that need a kicker. The Bears, the Steelers, Ryan, and, and Ooh, I think yeah. that Cole Tracy, Matt Gay, you have a you have at least two good kickers that are easily better than Roberto Aguayo. Not that that matters because he is not that good. But so you have guys that are draftable, and I think that starting in the fifth round, I think one of these guys, if not both, if not three, this guy from San Diego State, John Barron, that will probably go off the board. Where do you I, think Ryan's going? I have no idea. Ryan just left the podcast. But he's an old man with a oh, small bladder. I just the door to the bathroom. There's somebody in there. So oh, here's the deal. I do think that we'll see three kickers, which is a lot, drafted in the fifth and sixth, or on Saturday, day three. I think we'll see at least three kickers taken. Bold and now that Ryan's gone. You want to do the, all right, do the story. Tell it. Let's, tell let's do the bachelorette thing. All right. We got uh, two minutes. All right. So here we go. So a story went viral Thursday night in the first round of the draft that said bachelorette, bachelorette parties were ruined because of the NFL draft. That story did go viral. They yes. all hated the NFL draft and that this was just ruining every bachelorette party in Nashville. So Brinson and I. They all planned their bachelorette parties not expecting the NFL draft to be here, thinking they could saunter down Broadway. They thought it was going to be a honky-tonk weekend. We're on Tootsies, and you can't get in anywhere. Because the NFL draft and a bunch of football and, and like they have convertible buses that they want to take down Broadway and be right. dropped off right. at every bar. But when five blocks are closed off to the NFL draft, you can't go take your bus down there and you can't go to every bar. You can't go anywhere uh, because half the bars are rented out by parties, private companies who are trying to watch the NFL draft. So it does kind of ruin the bachelor party, bachelorette party, unless 
you are the people we talk to. So Brent and I decided to go out and meet up with some bachelorette parties. And let me just say it was the best on-field field assignment I've ever been given. Yeah, uh, we interviewed, I would say, 10 bachelorette parties. I think 10 is a good number. We got on a party bus with one of them. And then we got we got on a party bus and sat still somewhere. And then we got on a party bus and rode around Nashville with this awesome group. From uh, Chicago. Was, uh, and, and the best part is her fiance. Is it Christina wa- and Cody? Christina and Cody. Yes. Cody wanted to go to the NFL draft, but Christina vetoed it because she said, my bachelorette party's in Nashville. You're not going. All they want is tickets to Bears Packers in Soldier Field September 5th. So if our bosses are listening... And we want to make a really story go viral. We hook up Christina and Cody, and we get in the as, as a wedding present. That was a sick, like that party was lit. So that the party bus was. There was, there was about twelve girls there, just drunk because it's a bachelorette party. They're having fun. They're dancing. You'll see all this on our viral video. They made John take seven shots of tequila. And you, I'm half Mexican, so tequila doesn't even affect me. Right. Exactly. So that's why. So, yeah, they were like, "That's not true." I didn't take your seven tequila shots. stream was like. Thank God, get this blood out of here. They didn't know I was invincible against. They just kept. Can we kill um, this kid? And then we had some. We met some people from Canada. We, we did meet some who hated the Bengals. By the yeah, way, guys, I, I need to interrupt because I'm looking at the tweet that Johnson out showing the bachelor party festivities, and these are the two first responses. Why are you dry snitching on Will here? Breach <laughs> was the first response, calling out Will, making him look bad. The second response is Try my favorite. Get- it says, "Hey guys, congrats on the sex." <laughs> There is no sex. Unfortunately, Brent and I are both married. Right. I mean, fortunately, we're married. But wait, to, wait, to the ahead. return of that comment. <laughs> wow. Let's not act like we were enjoying Naughty? ourselves. No, this was a completely a business trip. This was absolutely yeah. a business trip. And, and um, we had another we had another bachelorette who uh, was a huge Packers fan. We asked her how she would feel if the Packers drafted a quarterback. And she almost murdered me just for asking that. Yeah, the the some, thought of bringing up re- reactions. replacing Aaron Rodgers was just – we almost had to cut the interview. She was just so – Apoplex, she was apoplex, you get the idea. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Good show. We're going to take Ryan down to Broadway, party in the in, uh, in, in Tootsies, hang out with uh, our buddy EK. We'll be back tomorrow, Sunday – for a full draft recap, and then we'll be back Monday somehow for one more show. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.